Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 10 of the Made Hoops podcast. I am your new and improved host, event director Rob Noonan. I am joined here with National Middle School Scouting Director Eric Hanford and newly VP, might I add, and with his partner, National High School Scouting Director Brian Flynn. I'm going to be giving you guys a wide range of topics. Uh, the, the first new game that we're going to play is buy or sell. Buy, you like the idea, you're going to do more with it. Sell, you don't like the idea, it's not for you, you're giving it away. Buy or sell, Jersey Robinson being the first female in the league. Eric, you're up. Uh, that's an absolute buy. Was that, was that trying to be a trap question? I mean, this girl is at that level. I mean, not that I'm a a girls basketball scout or somebody who's seen a ton of girls basketball. I mean, I've, I've covered our, our Made Hoops Rose League the past several years. At her age, doing the things that she does, and it's not like she's just out there, like, catch and shoot. You know, she's she's in the mix. I mean, she's bullying these kids, right? And she's got a swagger to her. If you guys were on our social media, saw the video that we had of her, like, she's out here really doing it, and she knows she can do it. Like, she is, she's the most confident girl I've seen probably at that age playing on that level. So that's an absolute buy for me. And going off of that point, before we go to you, Flynn, uh, I interviewed her, and every single question that I asked her was just straight-faced answers. So I looked at her parents. I'm like, I got to ask her questions that are going to trip her up because it's like she knew what I was going to ask her. Killer. She is a certified killer. Flynn, buy or sell? Has to be buy. I mean, first girl in the boys' league. She's killing people like Eric has been talking about here. I think she's the best girl on that – or best player on that team. So, I mean – ABC Ryder is going to be led by her this year, and she's proving that she can handle playing against any boy in that league. So, all right, so next topic. Buy or sell, uh, Fuzzies being the best taco shop in Arizona. Flynn, I want you to hit this first. Oof. Big oof. Um, Can we pause that, by the way? But go ahead. I'm going to say sell. Mostly because I've only been to one taco shop in Arizona, so... Uh, I'm not going to speak from a place of ignorance. Plus, like, Fuzzies, Chipotle, too comparable for it to be, like, chain versus non-chain. So, sell on that. Fantastic answer. Eric, you're up. I want to hear this disaster of an answer. I'm going to sell, but it's it's more so, I think there's just too much competition in Arizona for taco shops. Like, we need, we need to go, and we're going to have the opportunity, session two, session three, to try some different spots. It was good, don't get, don't get me wrong, but, like, there's got to be other places that are better. Are better. Yeah, exactly. It was a good. It was a solid recommendation. I'm glad we. I'm glad we went there. But yeah, no, I'm selling that. If that's the best taco shop in Arizona, Arizona should have zero taco shops. Major L for Arizona. You're right. I'm. I'm. I'm with that hot take. I'm selling it as well. But I'm. I'm just saying. I'm judging. You're the host. You don't get to sell anything. Absolutely. <laughs> Next topic. All right. 
buy or sell Nate Robinson being the best dunker in the gym, Eric? Ooh. Uh, okay, so let's we, talk, we let's talk our candidates. Let's talk our yeah. candidates, right? Yeah, we had four dunk champions. So we had Nate Robinson. We had um, J.R. Ryder, who's yep, coaching the ACC team rider. We had Fred Jones, uh, who's there supporting Rose City Rebels. Nate Robinson's son plays on Seattle Rotary. And our fourth is Jason Richardson. Yeah. Uh, who's supporting his son who plays for Vegas Elite. Uh, wow. This is tough. Uh, I think I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going to buy Nate Robinson. I mean, at his size, what's Nate? Uh, generously 5'8"? No, I think he's like five, He's my height. He's like 5'7". Five, 5'7", seven. Five, seven, seven, five, Okay, cool. Either way, he dunked over Dwight Howard in one of the dunk contests. Like, dude bounces. I, I don't even want to just – I don't even want to just say – off of what they did in a dunk contest. I want to talk about basically what they've done over the course of their career. Like you go on to YouTube and you just look at a Nate Robinson highlight mix from his career. Some of the things that he was doing, tip dunks, dunking over, like, no, he's an absolute freak. I'm buying Nate Robinson. Flynn. I'm actually going to go Jason Richardson here. So sell Nate Robinson. Um, you know, Jay Rich is an unbelievable leaper, threw down some ridiculous dunks that I think we've seen just copied over time. And he's a guy that I think doesn't get enough love when it comes to his ability to to fly above the rim and finish. And um, honestly, I think that's one of the things that we're most looking forward to with, with his kids is if they ever get that athleticism, look out. And I think um, Nate had a better, like, full-on display with, like, the uniform, the – because the Knicks uniforms back then were – they were – Let's say let's say this, too. Nate is also a showman. I was going to say, Nate's the bigger Nate, showman out of all of those guys. Nate, Nate's a showman. I mean, he makes it everything. It's energy. It's enthusiasm. It's, it's, it's like – it's a bolt of electricity anytime he's on the floor and he's, he's throwing down a dunk. So, it's and, tough and to go against floor, him. On the floor as a spectator or a player, because he was maybe quiet for like 30 seconds when he first came in the gym and you're like, Oh wow, Nate Robbins is here. And then like by 30 seconds later, he was like on the sideline yelling. You're like, oh wow, Nate Robbins nah, is here. It, it's not in him to be the quiet parent. Like he, he just loves hoop too much. And it's not even just about his kid. Like if a kid on a, a side court makes a play, he's running over there and, and cheering that kid on. Like the dude just loves to be in the gym and just cheering on these kids. Like it's he's an awesome presence to have in the gym. All right. So now the the last buyer sell topic. Mike Bibby being the best pro in the gym. Flynn first. I don't know. Both of you had a weird reaction. So I thought, I thought somebody was going to jump out. So. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think who we – like, lack of is there anyone else we're missing? Is there anyone else we're missing? To me, it's, it's either Bibby or, or, or Jay Rich. Also, let's not – I didn't say basketball pro because we did have Donovan McNabb. Oh, yeah. Don't forget hometown favorites coach and NBA champion Darrell Wright also in the building. Um, I'm actually going to go McNabb here. And we didn't have – we didn't have Matt Barnes there. yet. Okay. You said what? Oh, Matt Barnes will be coaching his sixth grade team at session two. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so, so Brian, you're going Donovan McNabb. Please I'm explain yourself. still going yourself. McNabb, yeah. Okay, so please explain yourself on the Donovan McNabb pick. Not, I'm not hating. I just want to hear the explanation. Well, first of all, I mean, what has he not done besides win a title? Sorry, Eric. I know that probably hurts you a little bit. 
Second well, of all, Philly, what has Philly done in jet? Like Philly never wins titles except for two years ago. I was about to say, please give respect where respect is due. The Eagles if, just won a Super Bowl. If yeah, Philly but McNabb him, wasn't. Obviously, if, that wasn't McNabb. If Philly likes him, that means that he did something right in his career. Because Philly, I agree. Him. He got agree. you as close as you could possibly get without winning a title, and like that's honestly what it comes down to is that man did everything but win a title. For me, it's a little bit of nostalgia and. Honestly, I don't think there's a guy on the NBA side who had the same level of team success that McNabb had on the football side. All right, so now we're going we're gonna to come with two hot takes, uh, maybe even three. All right, so number one, my hot take is pro skills. Even though they went one and three this weekend, they will come back and win the league come March. So you're operating under the assumption that they're about to retool and add some high-level pieces because – for you to make that if you said that otherwise that would be like a super hot take so can you explain can you explain your justification there i have no justification for hot takes um they're just hot takes and i like pro skills i like who they have i like who they're about to add i'm not going to tell you who they're who they're having come in uh session two because you'll see it on the floor but when they do they can win the league and they were competitive in every game without two missing players yeah, they're a talented group, and there are some rumblings there that they got uh, they got some guys in the holster ready for session two. So I feel you on that one. Now, girls matchup, championship, Northwest Select Team Lloyd will play Cal Sparks in the finals. I don't know if that's a hot take. That's what I was going to say. I don't know if that's a hot take. I think I would say Team Northwest Select Team Lloyd comes into the league year one and wins the finals. That's a hotter take. A I was going to say, I would say maybe it's a hot take based on the fact that they're a new team and, and people don't really know about them and, and their stud who you kind of put us on to, um, which I don't know if you're going to, yeah, I don't know if you're going to talk about her or not, but I watched a little bit of them at session one and, and I could get behind that, that hot take. Jasmine Davidson is hard not to talk about. And, like, there's there's many few kids where, like, you can look at and be like, she's got it. Just, like, body type, scores 20 a game. They said it was an off weekend, still scored 20. Major uh, flex. Major flex by their coaches to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, it just played great. And it was a bad weekend. Like, All right. Play it. But, I mean, Mo had a ton of high expectations coming into the league, and, and he backed it up. Um they put a beating on some teams. So, I mean, all respect to him. He, he they're, they're what it's worth of what it's worth that he said. I so, need hotter. I need hotter takes next time though. I got a, I got a hot take for you guys. Let's hear it. We have not seen the best team in the West league yet. I, th- I think we are we're still waiting on PG elite. We're still waiting on why not. Um, FOE. FOE as well. Yeah. People don't know. Like we, we literally are missing. We were missing four eighth grade teams session one because teams swished from New Mexico. Well, let's not one those teams that we haven't seen. First of all, PG Elite won the championship last year in the eighth grade division, so you got to give your respect there. But let's also not forget the rosters don't lock until session two. So right now we're in a free agency period. Session one, teams are always feeling each other out, figuring out who's playing for who, and some of these kids are shell shocked because they get in the gym. And the competition is so steep and intense that they're not even really comfortable yet 
with each other. Not to mention in this year with COVID, I don't know how much practice time some of these programs have had. So starting in session two, we're really going to find out what's what. And, and I think you're going to see some of these teams start to settle in. And we said this is the deepest class or the, the deepest set of teams for made session one, missing four teams, right? Missing the next four players for session two. So I'm excited for that. And this is more of a buy or sell, which I should have thrown in the, in the other category, but Rose city started off two and one. Are they making their way back to the finals this year? Because they are on pace. And what I mean on pace, they went two and one, they lost one game in each of their sessions last year. Uh, they have work to do. I think if you asked uh, Coach Kendrick, he would agree. They have work to do. I mean, they're a disciplined team. They have the same pieces they had as last year, obviously. They're a little overmatched in the size department. Um, but as far as skills, ability to shoot the ball, play together, they've been in this. Now, let's not forget playing in this league as seventh, a seventh grade group. That's basically the same team. They have a level of experience that a bunch of these other teams don't have. So I think if they do a little bit of tinkering going into session two, maybe they add another guy or, the, or they tighten up, they're going to be in the hunt. They have that experience level. They have the shooting ability. They'll be, they'll be okay. Isaac Carr looks great, by the way. He does. He's gotten much better. I think they looked really good. I also think they're a middle-of-the-pack team this year. Whether that means that they make championship weekend and go on a run, I think they're probably one of the more likely teams to be able to pull something like that off because they've been playing for so long together. But I think we're not really going to see – they're not going to be high up in the standings at any point, I think, through the season. I think at, through weeks two and three, they're going to kind of fall back to earth here, at least from a record standpoint. They've had, no, pra they've had no practice time, by the way. They the, came into this session. Yeah, that was their first three games that they've ever right. played. So, like, let's, let's give them some time. They, they're they're going to be in the hunt. If and say just say if they I'm not guaranteeing anyone to make the playoffs except for pro skills. <laughs> um, besides that, they're they're a team that you don't want to play in the playoffs. Guaranteeing the pro skills spot at one and three, I like it. You know, like odds. What are the odds? Plus, plus two thousand. Great odds. Great team. Uh, I'm all for it. Um, all right, so let's go to the main minute, Flynn. Quick answers. Who's your best player week one? For me, it's Jam Pitt from Arizona. Uh, you play. All right. Who's your biggest sleeper? Bryce Cofield. Who wins the league based off of what you've seen week one? AZ, you play. Who's prime for a big session, session two? Parker Jefferson. Who are you most excited to see session two? Team player. Uh, Paul George Elite. Fuzzies, Chipotle, or Quidova? Chipotle, come on. Best underclassman right now. When I say underclassman, I'm talking sixth, seventh grader. Um, Cato Miller. All right, favorite storyline coming out of this weekend? Sons of Hawaii, going two and two. Who was the, who was the player with the most upside? Zion Booker. Which player are you potentially most excited to see that we haven't seen yet? T. Bartlett. Eric, now it's up for your made minute. Who was the best player you saw week one? I'm going combo. Elsie Harrington, Bryce Cofield. Terrible answer. It should be one. Uh, who was the all right, biggest? All right, all right, okay. It's one. Uh, Elsie Harrington. 
Who was the biggest sleeper? Ooh. Biggest sleeper. Chris Nwuli. Who is your league winner as of week one? San Diego Soldiers. Who is primed for a big session two? Can it be teams that haven't played yet? Sure. Uh, team FOE Elite. Who are you most excited to see session two, player or team? Jerry Easter. Fuzzies, Chipotle, or Cordova? Chipotle. Best underclassman right now, sixth and seventh grader. I'm a big fan of Brandon McCoy Jr. on hometown favorites. Player with the most upside. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say. Time's up. Time is up. Now, let's take some questions from our followers on Instagram. Um, I'm going to be reading off some of the questions that we got uh, every week that we have the podcast. We're going to ask you guys what kind of questions do you have or what do you want to see us talk about on the podcast? And we're going to list them here. So our first question is when you guys bringing back the high school league to the East, uh, we have not had a high school league on the East, but we do have our middle school league that starts in February, the sixth and seventh at Nittany. So for those looking for some East Coast hoops, we will be back at State College. Nittany uh, Valley Sports Center. Yep. So let's see. Is this the most competitive league I've made yet? If so, what makes this year different? I'm going to let you guys answer this and not me. because we talking, Are we talking West Coast or East Coast? They just said League 8. Okay. All right. If they're not specific, the East is still the strongest league. The East – you know, we're in year seven, so they have a head start. Um, but the West Coast is absolutely catching up every year. Um, the talent level has gotten higher. We've grown the divisions. Now we have all three divisions, eighth, seventh, and sixth grade. Um, so it's actually been really impressive what these coaches uh, and program directors have been able to do on the West Coast. They see our vision and they're following suit from our East Coast League. But the reality is our deepest league and I would assume the deepest league that we've had and will have to date will be February 6th, our East Coast Session 1, Year 7. Flynn, I know that we could say, both me and you, because what, this is both our second year. Yeah. Made. It's significantly better than last – it's we're significantly deeper than last year's. For sure. Um, but like Eric said, the East is like 96 teams. They're, They're completely different things at this point still. Like, the East is just so much bigger at this point. Let's go to the next question. Why did you guys decide to add a shot clock to eighth grade? Uh, I, I could answer this selfishly. New Jersey doesn't have a shot clock at any level. It's absolutely horrible. If there's one thing they could have done over quarantine, it's add a shot clock. Um, but they didn't. So, we add a shot clock because, I mean, once kids play in the, in the EYBL, there's a shot clock. So, I mean, the point of maximizing athlete development and exposure is getting you guys ready for the next level. And what's, what's better than actually getting you guys ready with the rules that you're going to be playing, you know, come freshman year. Now, someone asked, can we ask some coaches their coaching philosophy? I like that. We, we could get some coaches on if, in their free time and, and ask them what their philosophies are. 
I mean, Eric and Flynn, what, what do you guys think about that? I think that's something that we, we should definitely do throughout the season and let some guys kind of uh, talk about what they're trying to do offensively and defensively in these leagues. Eric, you got anything? Agreed. Uh, most underrated 2026. Flynn, you want to start or you want me to start? That's tough. Uh, I would say, ooh, I was really impressed with Jamin Sandrup from Utah Nike Elite. Uh, 6'4", uh, size 16 sneaker. The kid's going to be absolutely massive when all is said and done. Great hands. Uh, finishes well around the rim. I don't think many people are talking about him and know about him yet, but they will. I'm going to keep it within Utah with Kai Wesley, 6'6". Six, six. Uh, combo forward, really skilled, really quick for somebody his size. Um, Hoops Elite's a, uh, under the radar team right now. Who's the kid from San Diego Soldiers that moved to Cal? Tristan, Tristan Comer. Yeah. That, I, he, I, people are very well aware of him, though. He's not underrated. By well, to be fair, like now that he's on this platform – People may know about him, but now he is most certainly going to be more of a well-known guy because he's, he's on the Made Hoops West circuit. But I agree with you. I mean, he was a, he was a monster during session one. He's a big reason that that San Diego Soldiers team started 3-0. So next question is, who was the best player in Rose League? Yes, this one applies to me. It's all you, Rob. So my top player um, coming out of session one is Jasmine Davidson from Northwest Select Team Lloyd. Um, but it is close because you still have Talia Henderson from Cal Sparks. You still have Tiana Chambers from Hoops 360. You have Braylon Barnett from Hoops 360, Destiny Lunin from Cal Sparks, Kalina Smith. She's in 2026 uh, playing up, and she had a 31-point performance. So. you got to include the nicknames, man. These girls got great nicknames. I know. So Destiny Lunin is, is called Kai Shi. Um, Favorite player is Kyrie Irving. So based off of the Kai part, she instead of Kyrie, it's Kai Shi. That's where that the origin of that nickname. Um, Kalina has always been a, a really special player, so she's called Special K. So th those are are my top players out of session one and Alexis Willis uh, from Fresno Lady Heat. Um, so that brings us to the next question: Who are your early favorites for winning the 2021 West League? For me, I said. Pro skills, hot take. I'm with it. Uh, Flynn, who, who's your uh, early favorites for winning the West League? I know Eric said San Diego Soldiers. Uh, I'm going to go with a real lukewarm take of AZU play here. Okay. Um, biggest girl standouts, I just mentioned that. Um, what team surprised you the most? Um. Okay, so you you skipped me before you you asked Brian about his favorite storyline. You you didn't ask me that, so I don't care I, about your storyline. And, and I and I took that and I took that personally. So I'm going to incorporate that into my answer now. I think Seattle Rotary um, is a dual answer for that. It's first year with Rotary in the mix on the on the West Coast circuit. They didn't just rep in eighth grade. They brought eighth, seventh, and sixth grade. So shout out to Daryl Hennings and the whole Rotary program. Um, we love having you guys, you know, stamping the West League with your presence. Their eighth grade group, um, I really like the pieces they have. They, they had some big wins in session one. They came out of it with a two-and-one record. 
Uh, legend Smiley, 6'2 wing guard, really was impressive for them in particular, but they have just an overall fun group. So I'm going with Seattle Rotary. Also, if you have any rental properties in Seattle that Hanford could move into, um, please reach out to him and let him know. Absolutely. Yeah, Eric's been dying to go to Seattle. That's all he talks about. Seattle basketball, baby. It's as good as it gets. The culture is like no other. Just like Pottsville basketball, the exact same. Pottsville basketball is Crimson the, Tide. Shout out Crimson Tide. Is the place not to be in America. Um, let's see. Any predicted, you. any predicted underdog teams coming through from from any age group? Uh, to steal your pro skills. I mean, obviously, one and three, they're underdogs right now. I want to say, I want to say sneaker steal in sixth grade. Um, they went three and one, obviously. So it's not like they're like True middle underdog. of the pack or, or not playing well. They have some good pieces, but they actually were missing a few guys that I know personally. So I think they're going to come into session two and really shake things up. You know, Rotary and ABC Team Rider are, are kind of sitting at the top of the sixth grade division with four or undefeated records. Rotary's four and zero. ABC Team Rider's three and zero. But Sneaker Steel's got some stuff coming. Underdog story. Or underdog team, even though they went two and one, Sons of Hawaii, just because they came from Hawaii and they play probably the most fundamental basketball in the league. There is not a, a high percentage shot they don't take. I mean, from short porch, short corner, like no matter where it's at, if it's close to the rim, they're making. I haven't seen an eighth grade team shoot that efficiently um, in my, I mean, I can't say in a while because I'm in my young career, but from what I've seen, by the way, subtle flex, young career. Could not be Eric or Flynn. Um, We're vets. But but that's from what I've seen. Yeah, that, that Sons of Hawaii is, is my pick. This is where I mentioned that they actually went two and two on the weekend. But, you know. Shows, shows, shows your rookiness in this. Good job, though. That, all right. That, that's a tough look. Sell your game. Sell your game. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So that's it for the questions. And – that is it for the podcast. So thank you all for tuning in to episode 10 of the Made Hoops podcast. Also, be sure to follow our partner, Pure Hoops Media, for their extensive storytelling, insight, and analysis across the basketball world. Uh, you can find me, Rob Noonan, across all social media platforms at Noonan Hoops. Eric, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Eric underscore Hanford. Flynn, where can the people find you? On Twitter, you can find me at bflynnmade, and on Instagram, bflynnhoops. We should also add our addresses, our home addresses, because we could have some unhappy coaches that we did not pick them as underdogs. So if you want to meet me now, I'm not even going to say that. Uh, that is it.